0: Do you wish you could make more fun vacation memories with your family every year? I'm Lynn Metler, aka Go to Travel Gal. Welcome to the Family's Fly Free podcast where I help you learn to travel more by spending less and explain how easy it is for your entire family to fly free. Hello everyone and welcome to the second Family's Fly Free podcast. In this episode, since we are recording during the COVID-19 pandemic, I wanted to share with you my family's experiences of traveling during the pandemic. Now, I don't want to in any way presume if Traveling is or is not right for your family right now. It's different for every family, every person, every situation, and that is up to you um, in terms of when you feel comfortable traveling again. But my family did travel recently over fall break, and we did fly. We flew on Southwest Airlines, and we stayed um, at a vacation rental with Vacasa, as well as in multiple Hilton hotels. So I just wanted to fill you in on what it is like to travel right now if you are indeed considering traveling with your family in the near future. So let's start with air travel. Um, and we're going to talk today about airports, uh, airplanes, taking Ubers and lifts, um, hotels, dining at restaurants, and our experience in the national parks, as well as just some good general, overall travel tips. So uh, let's start with flying. Now. Um, Over the pandemic, we have traveled twice so far, um, and we've been in four different airports. So we've been in Atlanta, Chicago, Indianapolis, which is our home airport, and Las Vegas. So I'll share with you a little bit about each. So pretty much at airports across the country, probably around the world, a lot of things are closed. So you won't find as many restaurants um, or, you know, as many um, shops open uh, because of the pandemic. So However, we have found that there's still plenty to serve whatever you need. So there's still places to get bottles of water or something to drink. There's some places to grab a quick bite to eat before you get on or off the plane. Um, but for example, in Chicago, we flew um, into and out of Midway, their entire um, food concourse area was completely shut down like where you would sit and there would be all the restaurants in one location that was in totally closed but there were you know some options in the different gates where you could grab something to eat now we have found um Indianapolis has been fairly quiet Um, once when we were there I would say it was um, a little bit more like average not quite as busy as usual but it tends to not be a super busy airport anyway though it is always ranked one of the best in the world just as a side note Um, Atlanta was the busiest um, and along with Las Vegas both of those airports were quite busy busier than you would expect them to be right now. Um, And definitely had the feel of um, maybe not as quite as many people as you would expect normally, but they were definitely busy. That said, you still um, had the opportunity to social distance, um, whether you were sitting down or walking around in the airport um, in all of these. Uh, And Chicago, again, was probably less than what we would see on average there. But um, again, there were still plenty of people. people. And particularly in Las Vegas, when we were flying back um, from Las Vegas to Chicago, we it was quite, quite busy. Um, we were really, really surprised, um, that it was sort of the tail end of a, um, of a fall break weekend. Um, but the Southwest area was actually quite chaotic. I would say there were, really um, long lines once you checked, once you um, entered your bags in at the Southwest kiosk, you then had to get into this long queue in order to hand your bag off for it to to be loaded on the plane, and that was quite a long line. So you did there have to be mindful about social distancing because you could have very easily gotten close to the person in front of you. Um, Now, all the airports that we've been in, and I think most of them do require a mask, Um, So keep that in mind, you will need to have that on at all times unless you're eating. And we found that everywhere people were compliant with that we didn't notice um, anyone who was not wearing a mask at any of the airports now um, and most of the airlines too you know they now have the plexiglass um, at the gates and they're trying to limit touch points so they prefer you know if you can to check in via their app online and have your boarding pass on your phone that saves you one more step of having to interact with someone or touch a machine um, if you don't have have to. Now if you're checking bags you are going to have to have some interaction of course. Um, Southwest their typical boarding procedure is um, they give you a boarding order based on when you check in and then you would line up um, in that order. A whole bunch of people all at once is typical but now they just have bring up groups of ten um, at a time so that again you have plenty of opportunity to social distance from the person in front of you. It's a little bit out of your control with the person behind you, social distances, but again, we didn't run into any problem with that. Um, All right, once you're on the flight, again, we've only flown Southwest, but they definitely insist that you wear a mask at all times unless you're eating, and they point out, no, you're not eating for an entire flight, doesn't take you know, three hours to eat one cookie or drink a bottle of water, so they don't allow you to use that as an excuse to not wear a mask. Um, and uh, they also, you know, when you get on the plane, um, what we did was we brought uh, sanitizing wipes, like alcohol wipes. Are seem to be easier to find right now than your your typical. Um, you know, disinfectant wipes, the Clorox wipes are a little bit harder to find right now. So we took alcohol wipes and then we just go ahead and we wipe down everything, you know, the seat belt, the tray table for sure, the, um, you know, the armrests. um, between you, um, anything that someone else might have touched, and then the flight attendants actually combine and collect everyone's wipes. So that, you know everyone's doing that, and for some reason they don't want you to put it in the seat back pocket, maybe because they're wet. Not sure. Um, so that's what we do, and then we make sure that we have hand sanitizer with us at all times, and we keep those uh, wipes with us. You can actually bring a 12 ounce bo- uh, 12 ounce bottle of hand sanitizer with you right now through security. They may ask you to take it out. Um, we did bring a, a big bottle like that with us on our last trip, and they did not ask us to take it out, but we do have TSA pre-check, which allows us to bypass um, taking out our computers and taking our shoes off and, and all of that. We really like TSA PreCheck, so we think it even if it doesn't save you tons of time, if the lines aren't long, it saves you the hassle of having to do all that stuff, which is nice. Um, Southwest currently um, is leaving the middle seat empty, though they're ending that beginning December 1st, 2020. Um, So that has been nice to be able to spread out a little bit and just have uh, two of us together in one set of three seats without having to worry about uh, that middle seat being full. Um, I would say only on one flight that we took did we really um, not have anyone in the seats, the rows in front or behind us. Every other time we've had people, pretty much the plane has been full except for the middle seat. So again, it feels like people are flying to me because the airports are fairly busy and the planes have for the most part been full. And um, one from, let's see, we were flying from Atlanta to Indianapolis and it was definitely all the way full. And then they said to that they were going on from Indianapolis to Denver and that one was totally full except for the middle seat as well. Um, now I typically you know a lot of people like to sit in the front of the plane right they want an earlier boarding order to sit in the front of the plane or to be able to pick their seats um and of course it's always good to have an early boarding order but we found right now I personally would prefer to sit in the back of the plane because there's less people walking by you at all times and potential to um you know be exposed to germs foreign germs and um And you have a greater chance, if the plane isn't all the way full, of people not coming all the way to the back. So you might have a little bit more space around you. That's just my two cents on where to sit on the plane. But um, I know some people like to be right at the front so they can be one of the first off. And I understand that if you're in a hurry. But usually we're not in a hurry to get anywhere that we're going. Um, All right, so I think, oh, and in terms of um, food and drink, so most of the airlines have really curtailed what they're serving in terms of food and drink. Um, Southwest is giving you pre-packaged snack bags Um, they have these really good little new graham cracker kind of like teddy grahams but they're in the shape of planes like little cookie crackers and then they also have kind of a Chex mix type of snack both are really good pre-packaged they bring those around and then they just offer water a couple of times during the flight um, poured into cups already out of a bottle Uh, but you can't right now Uh, maybe that will change by the time this airs or whenever you're listening to it Uh, but you can't currently get um, sodas or alcohol and Southwest never provides meals but I think most airlines are not currently providing meals yet. So keep that in mind that you definitely want to have enough to drink and enough to eat for your whole family for the length of your flight and a lot For some extra time in case there's any trouble with your flight, you get delayed, you have to sit on the runway some extra amount of time um, so that you're plenty prepared. I've definitely been stuck on a plane for many hours after a long flight without a bottle of water, and that is not fun. Um, So make sure you have what you need, knowing that there's not going to be a lot of opportunity to get drinks or food actually on the plane. Okay, Um, Also, be sure when you're exiting the plane, you know, that you social distance. And again, you can, we just have let most everyone get off and then we get off because then we can control that distance a little bit better. Um, So that's a tip for you. Um, And that is about the extent of the changes we've experienced flying. But um, so let's talk a little bit. We did take a lift when we flew to Atlanta um, and basically all that lift is doing and i believe uber is the same is they just um you can roll they ask that you roll the window down a little bit just to allow for that influx of fresh air that exchange of fresh air and that you do wear a mask um, when you're in the car so we did we take we took two lifts um, and we had no problem um, either time so they uh, are supposed to be sanitizing the car in between riders and again opening that window if at all possible just to allow for the fresh air Now we um, ended up renting a car on our fall break trip to where we flew to Las Vegas and we actually drove into Utah to visit three of the Utah National Parks as well as the North Rim of the Grand Canyon in Arizona. So we just made sure that in the car at all times, we had a pack of those 50 paper masks with us just in case someone forgot their mask or they dropped their mask or they lost it. Um, We had plenty always in the console. If anyone needed a mask for any reason, we kept a bottle of hand sanitizer in there. So whenever we would go in and out of somewhere, whether it's a gas station, use the restroom, or when we were eating out, whatever it was we were doing, we would immediately have everyone put hand sanitizer on their hands when we got back in the car. And we also kept some wipes as well, just in case we needed to wipe anything down. Um, so, and it's always good to have the little pocket-sized hand sanitizer with you in a backpack or a purse. Um, probably that's going to fall to the mom in the group if you're anything like my family. I'm the one that makes sure everyone hand sanitizes, and I'm the one that makes sure we clean everything when we go into a hotel room, um, and that you know everyone is being as cautious as we can. Um, now, when it comes to hotels. Um, I am going to share an entire separate podcast about my tips for staying in a hotel because there are a lot of specific things, but just in general, I will mention that um, you know hotels, particularly the big chains, are implementing standards to make sure they are sanitizing and cleaning as best they can. For the most part, housekeeping is not going in your room except when you leave to clean, um, and so that it's clean before the next person comes, so housekeeping will have been in your room before you arrive to get it clean, and then they will not uh, come in again until you leave. Um, so I'll give some tips about some issues that that creates and, and how hotels are handling it in another podcast. But the main thing that we did was with these sanitizing wipes before we would check, you know, as soon as we would check into the hotel and go into the room, we would clean all of the high touch points like, um, the toilet and the faucets and the light switches and the remote control and the phone, um, lamp switches, anything that um, you would touch frequently um, to make sure that all germs were off um, when we first got there. Um, And they are, most hotels are putting remote controls like in separate bags that says they've been sanitized. And um, again, they're implementing uh, procedures to make sure things are cleaner or as clean as they can be. Um, again we didn't experience any problems when staying in hotels we stayed in a vacation rental um, and kind of the same same procedure i took there in terms of cleaning all of the high touch points all right Um, now let's talk a little bit about dining at restaurants because that is the one place that um, you can't be as cautious as you would like because you do have to remove the mask to, um, to eat. Uh, so I like to be sure that wherever we're going, we are socially distanced from groups around us. And we, I do encourage my family and I certainly wear the mask whenever I'm not eating. Um, so that is one, um, time that you may have to take a little bit of a risk. Again, you could just order takeout and bring it back to your vacation rental or your hotel, if you're in any way uncomfortable with that but we did eat at multiple restaurants on our trip and and we we have done fine not to say that everyone would do fine but but we did okay Um, and we did run into some places in Utah, I believe it's different now, but they did not have a state mask mandate. So there were some counties that did not require a mask. And so we went in some gas stations when we were driving because we drove pretty much across the whole state of Utah to get from the Western side to the Eastern side, because we did the national parks, we did arches and Canyon lands and Capitol reef. And those are all in the Eastern half of Utah. And we flew into Las Vegas. Um, primarily because we like to fly southwest because we can fly southwest free and that's the um was the cheapest airport that we could fly into on southwest they also fly into salt lake city but that costs more points and i like to stretch our points as far as possible so we chose to uh, fly into las vegas and then go ahead and make that drive because utah is a beautiful state anyway so it's a beautiful drive and we just broke it up over um the course of two days usually going and coming. Um, So we did run into some gas stations and they would have a sign posted that says masks not required. We would see a clerk without a mask and we did go into a gas station with a subway at one point and the people in line were not wearing masks. Um, So that did make me a little uncomfortable. So we just backed off, kept our space, wore our masks and waited for them to kind of pass on through before we went up and put in our order. So be aware you may come across that, um, though at this moment, um, November 2020, things are tightening back up and there are more statewide mask mandates, so you'd be less likely for it to be different in each county. All right. And then lastly, I just want to share our experience in the national park. So that is a popular thing to do right now, to go out into the beauty of mother nature and the outdoors where you can socially distance and where you do have that exchange of clean air, you know, where germs would dissipate instead of being in an indoor, um, you know, enclosure where germs might be more likely to circulate. So we did not choose to wear masks in the national parks because I feel comfortable that, um, In the great wide open, everything dissipates immediately. Now, I would feel a little differently about that if we were at a viewpoint where a bunch of people were gathered together, certainly. And we did have that once at Grand Canyon. um, And we did wear masks at that point. But in terms of actually hiking... The parks that we were in were not overly crowded. There were people, and you did pass people, but you just passed them briefly, and you could kind of step off to the side to let them pass so you weren't going right next to them. And so we opted not to wear masks, but I would say half to two-thirds of people that we passed were wearing masks. So that's definitely an option, and definitely lots of people are doing that. And um, just in terms of tips for national parks right now, because... National parks were already busy as it is, and now they're even more busy because so many people are choosing to do road trips and things closer to home and, again, things outdoors in the fresh air. Um, So what we did, because Arches can be a very busy park as well as Canyonlands, is we would wait until the afternoon to go into the park. So we kind of let everyone start their hikes about 8 in the morning, and they'd be finishing their hikes and leaving by about the time we would arrive. So we would get there around one or two. And uh, we never had trouble finding a parking spot, even at the most popular hikes and viewpoints that everyone wants to do we were able to park without circling around um, and again it wasn't overly crowded on our hikes we found it to be very comfortable we have um, we've also been to Zion and Bryce Canyon um, several years ago and at that time Zion was much busier than any of the parks that we did this time but we were in there kind of in the morning at, until about five in the afternoon but it was so crowded that you were constantly off to the side to let somebody pass to where it it really was unpleasant Um, but we did not experience that in these parks we did I would advise not going on a weekend we did leave the second part of Canyonlands there's actually two parts to Canyonlands and they have totally different entrances so we left that for Saturday and we could not get in there because the line to get in was so long and again we arrived later in the afternoon and it's already an hour drive or so to get to this entrance. Um, And so we missed out on that because it was so busy because of the weekend. So I would say do it all during the week, go midday, and we were able to do everything that we wanted to do except for that weekend. So that sort of wraps up what I wanted to talk about in terms of our recent travels in light of the pandemic. So I hope that gives you a realistic, better idea of what to expect if you do want to travel with your family, along with some tips that you can use if you do decide to travel. So enjoy and happy travels. Ready to fly your family free? Come join me inside my family's fly free program where you get my simple step-by-step plan and my personal help so you can make more priceless travel memories with your family before your kids leave home. Visit familiesflyfree.com join that's familiesflyfree.com/join to learn more and get started flying free today.